Blog Talk Radio. fight you, I fight myself, I fight God to tell me how many burdens left, I fight pain and hurricanes, today I wept, I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorstep, life's a living hell, puddles of blood in the street, shooters on top of the building, government aid ain't relief, earthquake, the body drop, the ground breaks, the poor run with smoke lungs and scar face, who need a hero, you need a hero, look in the mirror, there go your hero, who on the front lines, the ground zero, my heart don't skip a beat, even when hard times bumps the needle, mass destruction and mass the souls of suffering men, clutching on deaf ears again, rapture's coming, it's all prophecy, and if I gotta be sacrificed for the greater good, then that's what it gotta be. All powers to oppress people, African power to an African people, and black power. It, might, I mean, it seems as if I'm getting a lot of feedback. I hope you guys can hear me clearly out there. It's your brother and chairman, Yang and Kuma, People's Black Panther Party. Coming to you today on a Sunday. It is my Sunday. And as always, I am so very pleased to be sharing some of your time, to be able to express my opinions with you, to offer some advice prayerfully, to be able to receive advice from you guys, to share in your opinions. Let's talk about them. This is an opportunity for us, you know, as black people, man, who are going through this real-life experience called the American Experience, to talk about what we're going through, you know, not just the reality and the facts of it, which are very important, but also our sentiment behind it. I think too many times we say, you know, <clears throat> don't be so emotional behind it. I agree with that to a degree. Don't be so emotional. Don't be so emotional that you're not rational or practical, but have some feeling about what's affecting you. I believe as the late, great El-Hajj, Malik Shabazz, or Rahimahullah Ta'ala, may Allah have mercy upon him, more commonly known as and referred to as Brother Malcolm X said that anger is good. Anger makes a man want to change things. So, <clears throat> excuse me, and anger is a sentiment and emotion, so I believe motion to a degree is good. With that being said, man, uh, there again, thank you for sharing your Sunday with me. Uh, we're talking about politics. It's all about the politics which I've always said, but, you know, particularly now, specifically, we're going to talk about some of so America's politics. You know, when I talk about politics, I'm talking about as we use it, you know, as in our vernacular, man, you know, let politic with me, homie. 
you know, like we say, let's discuss life, man. Let's discuss the affairs of life and what makes our our life go around in a circle, revolve and evolve as it does. But now we're talking about that factor of politics that affects our everyday politics, which are American politics. You know, there's no way around it. Let before we go into some of the particulars, let, you know, let's start there. Let let let. I want that to be our starting point. Let's let that be our starting point. Let's talk about our relationship to politics. Let's talk about, in my opinion, our apathy from politics and why this is a disservice to us as black people. And I know what many people are saying. Oh, man, I thought you said you subscribe to revolutionary black nationalism. You're revolutionary. What do you mean participating in politics or examine our relationship to politics? We shouldn't have one. Yeah. Okay, I think that we should examine all of that. We should talk about that and be very real. You know, um, this is the time where we go back to say, not be in your emotions, not be so into your emotions. Yeah, be emotional about it, have some feeling attached to it, but not be so emotional that we're irrational and unrealistic. Um, I, my position is, listen, you pay taxes voluntarily or involuntarily. Taxes are taken from you. If you work, you pay taxes. If you are a consumer, you the goods that you buy are taxable. You pay taxes. And the last I checked, just a basic history lesson, was that what sparked one of the elements, one of the key components that sparked revolution here in America, the same country that are denying people rights to existence was no taxation without representation. Why they practice the very same thing. So be careful that because there's some of us out there that are taxed and have no representation or no so-called rights as an American citizen. So be careful what right you don't exercise in the advancement of your people. Be careful what right you voluntarily give away, especially after we're so, we're still very recent. Some of us still feel heavily the loss of the great Congressman John Lewis. We feel that loss greatly. And, you know, while we feel that loss, not just are we losing wisdoms and an advocate for black people, but we're losing, uh, a real-life example, a real-life, I mean, just his existence is inspirational. Just his presence in the time he was on the earth, and I am glad to have been one who has lived within that presence he shared with us on the earth is just invaluable, the inspiration he provides. Here you have a man that um, went from marching for the right to vote, for the right to participate in a political process, to being holding an office, one of a, you know a very high significant office in the United States government. Would you agree or disagree? He was a black man that did it. Agree or disagree, man? It's he was a black man that did it. And I just marvel at, even if I now have the luxury, I'm afforded the opportunity because of their sacrifices to say, hey. I don't agree with or I do agree with 
certain things. I never forget that it is at the struggle, it is at the sacrifice, it, it, sacrifices and everything of my predecessors and my ancestors that I now enjoy that uh, so-called freedom or that, uh, you know, I want to say audacity sometimes to say what I like because, you know, listen, you know, we, we, we get in that and, and sometimes we go too far with it. I've heard this law. I'm not my ancestors. I'm not. Had it not been for people who came before you, who believed in an advancement for our people, who believed in better conditions, who wouldn't just settle for it, and who fought for inclusion, the right to, it wasn't about being equal with no white folk. It wasn't about any of that. It was the right to better living conditions. And at that time, inclusion seemed to be the best thing going. Why? Because they were already segregated. And they were already suppressed and oppressed and targeted for violence, random violence, at some cracker's drunken whim. So inclusion seemed to be the thing going. That seemed to be, you, you know what, we're already segregated, not separated. They were separated physically, but the system of separation was called segregation. The system that justified them being separated was called segregation. This is not what we're advocating. We're advocating complete total control of our destiny. When we and if we, should we choose to physically separate, then those of us that are real separatists say that, you know, we will politically control ourselves, but we're realistic, not but however we're realistic, we understand that political control must come with physical defenses and deterrence. We're not foolish. We understand that. So we're as self-determinists, we embrace that. But talking about this political system, so I'm 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 always amazed at people who totally boo-boo on black people who participate in this polit- political system are some of the most outspoken, vocal, uh visible through Facebook and other various social media, visible people out there. I'm, I, you know what? I'm always amazed by that. They have the most to say, they, and they don't contribute to anything political. Then again, I'm not, I'm not a reformist, so I'm not advocating reformism. I don't believe that the solution for millions of black people here in America will be found in the current system. I don't care how much they remodel, rename, try to reshape the foundation and the structure, the very support beams and fabric that allows, uh, you know, presidents to have, you know, to be proven to have, you know, certain, some, some, some shit is questionable at least, at the very least questionable, but allows this type of climate to be stoked, this environment of racism, death, and destruction to be stoked by one of the highest offices and have so-called laws and procedures that can be broken, played with, manipulated, that still keeps an apparent uh, immoral person in office. I question. I question the whole system. It's not just President Trump. It's the whole system that allows that type of foolishness to exist. 
is that type. Some people say, oh, that's a good system. That shows at some point in time you have to slam the brakes on human life should be, you know, human life and and the ability of human life to reach its fullest potential should be the measure of a society. It should be the measure of a society. And when you have people coming along stoking the climate of hatred to masquerade other agendas, to keep uh, a nation divided, to keep people fighting, to keep us fighting for survival. And I don't care about other people to that degree. I care about human life, but not other ethnicities to that degree. I don't give a damn, not really, not like that. I'm saying the problem with the fighting is it keeps us in a fight with everyone. And when you're fighting for survival, you're never afforded the time to plan, to thrive. And we've been fighting for our survival. So in fighting for our survival, if there is any type of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Umbrella, resting point. Even if it isn't a, a stable resting point, it's a spot out of the rain found in local politics or any type of little political mover, then we should seize that opportunity to take the reprieve, to take the break, to further our cause, to really begin to strategize. I'm not going to boo-boo on the political advancements that were made by my ancestors. I'm not going to boo-boo on the political advancements that were made by the ancestors. What I will say is that if you don't involve yourself in politics or any practice of political procedures, know why you don't. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to try to argue with it. Just know why you don't. Know that there are monies allocated to your community. There are things allocated to you specifically as a black man, as a black woman, things allocated to our children specifically as, you know, black people. And since we don't get involved with politics, the funds get shifted everywhere else because people play on terminologies and our and, and our apathy and our lack of understanding. And they get the money, they get the scholarships, they get the business loans, they get that everything that was a lot of these things that were signed into play by Lyndon B. Johnson, the civil rights uh, bill that Dr. King and 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 those people in that Elkling and that group fought. A lot of other groups are taking advantage of it, which leads into our sister Kamala Harris. They say, "Oh, he said our sister." I'm talking on a human scale. How you? Let's discuss that though. Okay, let's discuss that. That's a good topic because I've been reading a lot about you know she's not black, she is black. You know what is she? Have we defined black? Could she consider herself a black woman? I think that that's a great. I think that's a great question. Could she consider herself a black woman? And I think that that's open because when you look at her background, socially, culturally, she almost. I think she almost could. She went to Howard, a HBCU. Uh, you know, I don't know about her other say well, she's married to a white man. I know black women married to white men. I don't know. I could she socially culture? I don't know. Her people were immigrants. I know it's that's why I said we have to defy and capture that thing, man. 
they're saying she's the second black African-American woman to elect it just in the basic information. You can Google it. Look it up. It's in the basic information. So that so sisters feel slighted by that. You know, I always know people like that can walk the fence. It's whatever's advantageous at the moment. You know what I'm saying? The Democrats needed the star back then, yada, 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 a minority black woman. I mean a minority a woman. I think that politically, they knew exactly what they was doing. You get a minority woman that the so-called black people can identify with. She's Indian, so she's going to get that patel money, that hotel hospitality money. She's an immigrant. There you have the immigrant uh, vote, or you have the immigrant interest. She's a woman. So she has that. So politically, it was a very strong move. I think it should. It forces us to look at ourselves politically. It forces us to examine ourselves politically. Why haven't we had a so-called all-black anything? Any president, vice president nominee that's a woman? Why? Is it racism? Is it discrimination? It may be, but there comes a point. And in degree that at some times we have to seize the power and utilize the power that we have. We know that one of the powers we have is information. Shit, we've been up under them for 475, 500 years. If you don't know how that devil going to treat you by now, man, I mean, yo, if we still try to tell you that this is a devil in every sense of the word, However you conceive or perceive or think of a devil to be, he, she, they, or devils. History bears witness to that fact. I don't want to argue it. History bears witness to the fact that wherever the white man has went, devilment, sicknesses, pestilence, thievery, crime, immorality, just everything you can, every wickedness, every destruction to civilized beings have come with them, have followed in their wake, is attached to them. It's like their shadow. It's an odor. It's a stink. You Negroes just don't believe you. You become, I, it doesn't come out. What's that free breeze commercial? You become nose blind. They have one where the mom steps in the boys' room and the boys in their own video game with his, with his partner. And it says, he smells this and it looks like a normal room. It says, but you smell this, and everything in there is a sock. Everything. <laughs> That's what you you become odor blind to the devil. You become immune to the devil. In fact, some of you have gone so far as to fall in love with the devil. You love the devil's ways. You love his ways. You love them. Absolutely adore them. So you become odor blind, and you don't know that the devil stinks. All right, by you not knowing that the devil stinks, you uh, begin to we and I say you. I'm not going to separate us because I'm not into this. We as a people, how one of us move, all of us moving, whether we know it or not. This is why I say that we have to get involved to a degree in the political process and procedures that affect us at the very least locally. If you don't like what's going on nationally. Get involved locally. You have to put people in play locally that will block some of the foolishness 
that may be coming down nationally. You have to block that. You have to have people in place that will block some of that foolishness. And that's only because they're going to impose their system anyway. Behind the scenes, you have to start developing to be self-determined. Prime example, COVID is exploding again. We stopped using our common sense. We stopped using, and not even common sense, just survival senses, instincts. Our chief of staff calls us domesticated people. We have to have people to open our city, tell us when it's safe, this and that. We just don't believe, and it's a herd mentality. We stop thinking in what's the best interest for us. What can I do to advance us? We stop thinking like that. We rely on other people to, to, to tell us those things. And when you rely on other people to tell you what to do, you have to rely on other people to tell you when you're in danger. We don't have enough survival senses. We've been so domesticated. We're like that pet that will be mistreated, that will stay there. We're like that pet that you will mistreat and abandon on the highway, and it will run itself back, and it'll beat you to the house. Domesticated. It doesn't even know it's in danger from its master. And this is what we emulate. So... When we start realizing that we can exercise the little the, the power that we do have, though it may be limited. One of the things you have, you don't we don't have production power, we have consumer power though. You have hella consumer power, brothers and sisters. You can simply not spend somewhere. Yeah. I hey listen, surprised me too when I thought about it. You absolutely don't have to spend your money with someone. And though you may not find a black business, we can pit them against one one another. What if we told McDonald's, you know what, McDonald's, all black people are going to spend their money with Burger King. Man, the burger, the clown and the king will be boxing. If we told McDonald's, black, black people, we're not even, we eating at the BK, home of the Whopper is home of the, of the Negro. Bur- McDonald's would have a fit consumer power. Consumer power. And you exercise that consumer power until you begin to get production power. See, sometimes we want to put the wagon before the cart. So since we well, we don't produce nothing, we don't do that, we don't think we think we're powerless. No, you yourself are power. Because you yourself are the one that is in control of everything you do. You manifest everything that you do. So what happens is when we have this this type of domesticated attitude, we look at that towards politics. Oh, man, it don't get you. I don't care nothing about that, man. I whoop the whoop the whoop. Okay. But steadily pay taxes. You go, you put gas in your car. Gas is taxable. They tax you, please believe. When you get something out of the store, clothing, anything, it's taxable. If you work, it's taxable. If you work, it's taxable. When you don't get involved in politics, even if you're not working, if you get stamps and you get all all of that's in the politics, and you talk, I don't get involved with that old stuff. Man, they cut my stamps. Man, they cut stamps. Man, you got to give blood to get stamps now. Yeah, it's politics. But you're but 
due to our apathy, we have the driftwood mentality. And while we have the driftwood mentality, while we have the mentality of just riding with the tidal waves, other people come in who know politics and get certain benefits that were really in design written for you by the very people you despise. Or they weren't written by the people you despise, but they were pushed by the very people you despise, the Dr. Kings, the Abernathy's, the Lowry's, the ones of the one of the greats we just lost, the Mr. Lewis's, whom we at times have the audacity to speak ill of. And they fought so violent so violently. They fought bravely, courageously. Albeit I don't agree with what they fought for, but I'm not knocking their method. They listen. Anybody that'll hold hands with somebody else and let white boys and white women throw rocks and spit on them and call them niggas, I applaud you for your stance and your belief, your commitment to what you believe. I don't believe what you believe, but your commitment to that, I applaud. And from that, we got the Civil Rights Act enacted, signed in by LBJ, Lyndon B. Johnson. And it seemed as if we did what we always do. We did, we did what we always do. We ride the hype. They were doing it back then with Dr. King. We did it with President Obama. We ride the hype, the wave. We think we made it when someone's in a place and we withdraw support. How do we withdraw support, Brother Yanger? By either not continuing to encourage the person that we once backed. We don't continue the encouragement. We don't continue showing up and letting them know he still has a constituency. He still has a base within us, the people. We still got their back. Or we fail to support by allowing them to be corrupted, by not sliding up next to them and saying, nigga, you know we'll break your neck. Now, we might not get to the white folk, but you know, Negro, you know damn better. You know damn well. We'll do something to you, boy. We failed to have that connection to them. We've allowed them to be corrupted and to be persuaded that they're from other people than us because we failed to see ourselves as a people or we're desiring to be other people ourselves. So we fail to hold them accountable to us as a people. We'll get in and say, man, I don't blame that nigga. Shit, if I had that money, <laughs> yeah. Y'all be woo, boy, if it was me. We don't have the sense of communalism to make it. So we wonder how the Kamala Harris's not only get in and probably took a life like she had, I would, if she said, well, she ain't black, some say she ain't black, some say this. I don't know. Look, let's look at how she got in school. She went to an HBCU, a historical black college or university, Howard. Right in D.C., I like Howard. Had a good time on Howard's campus. And, but how did she get? Did she go on scholarship? And if she went on a scholarship, was that scholarship designated for black people or a black woman, a woman of African? And she could technically get through that. See, when you don't follow up on politics, that's how they do. They will say that on some paperwork, but you ask them in, in person, they ain't, I ain't black. Man, I don't know what you're talking about. But you rolled on a black scholarship, possibly. I'm not saying she did. I haven't done the research. I'm just saying 
This is how the minorities get over. Things that were written for you and I aren't given to you and I. Because racism, one, racism and discrimination is still very real. It's still very real. And secondly, our apathy, our disconnect towards it, our domestication, our being a people dependent and loving our dependency on our master. Absolutely love the devil. We love him. From his foods, their foods, to their clothing, to their mannerism, morals, and behaviors. We absolutely love it. May we be protected from it. So in our, we, we, we need to understand how imperative it is that even though you may not participate in governmental politics, and I can see why, not only do they look like it's useless, it comes off and appears to be very useless, but it's also confusing. You got these three bodies of government. You got the legislative, the judicial, and the executive, and you have the current. They do this, and they out of session, and this can veto that, and they can block. It's confusing, and we don't see a direct effect from it. The thing we know directly affected us by it is was it enslaved us, and throughout history of America, it has never benefited us. So we know that, so we don't even want to deal with it. That's understandable. Here's why we must be forced to deal with it, because it deals with you. It deals with you. It decides who can we complain about the gentrification, gentrification. Politics decided that for you. If you're one of the many millions of black, black people here in America who can't vote, who can't get a decent job because you have a felony attached to you, can't bear arms or no longer have the right to defend your property or your family. For those people discriminated and denied those rights yet still are forced to adhere to the laws or you'll be accounted to, accountable, you'll be imprisoned or fined, you're forced to taxation, you're forced to pay taxes, but not given representation. Those people who don't have this, we're saying that those people who who are afforded those uh, rights right now, if you're not taking advantage of them to get those rights for everybody to be able to change the system, they say, oh, man, there ain't going to be no revolution out of bloodshed. I agree. But there has been no revolution that you studied, if you really are a student of revolution, that every means and forms hadn't been exhausted, even the Cuban Revolution. Castro was an attorney. Castro was an attorney. He eventually got politically banned and understood he had to come back with arms. Most of the people that lead revolutions are political dissidents. They're political leaders and political parties that have been placed in exile and their love of their country, their love of their people, their love of righteousness, their disdain and their hatred for oppression and suppression and exploitation of the people forced them to come back with arms. That's never their first choice to not come back and destroy the land and the people that they love. Some of those people that are fighting against the loved ones. Nobody runs to that for the first option itself. A homicidal psychopath, sociopath. This is what we find the devil doing. 
You disagree with him, he can't act civilized. It's death and destruction. The only thing that he will ever have dominance and power with is his military. You can't conquer this man's war machine. Not conventionally. So when we follow his ways, when we emulate that to a certain, and we want to emulate that in our demonstrations and everything, yet not emulate his ways in establishing proceedings and procedures for us as a people to govern ourselves by. And the first way that you do that is to practice self-determination by using every instrument available to you to help further your condition. Let me tell you, for those of us that that have the right to say, I don't want to vote. I mean, we have that right to say that you don't want to vote. But there was a time you didn't have the right to say that you do. That's all I'm saying. There was a time that you now have the right to say, I'm not voting. The lesser to evil, I'm not voting. There was a time when you didn't have a say. It wasn't the lesser to evils. It was just evil. You didn't have a say. You didn't have the opportunity to show the world the hypocrisy in their so-called political system. This is what President Trump is doing now. With all this mailroom and holding mail and the postal master being a visor, a dupe of President Trump, one of those guys. So they're doing everything they can to disrupt the electoral process, their own political process. They play games with it. I think it's laughable because it just exposes to the world the hypocrisy. But at the same time, when they're going through those things, when it shows the world the hypocrisy, when they ask the world or they ask the people in America, what do y'all think about all this? What is the black man going to say? You see, we always have to not just see ourselves from a national position, but an international position. They're going to ask, what do you guys say? Black men and women, I should say black people. What is your take? And we can't speak collectively or any semblance of form of uh, uniformity. Anything that looks like we're speaking from a body of people. We're scattered here, we're scattered there. We're all over the place. And a lot of it is just sensationalism. Like I said, a lot of the people that are coming uh, at uh, Kamala Harris, not that I'm a supporter. I'm yay or nay. I don't know about this lesser two evils. I live in America. I don't know when it became the lesser. I didn't know when we ever had a good option. I've been here. I live in America. And so all of a sudden, this is the lesser two. What are we talking about? What I will say is what you, since it's always been evil, since it's always been evil, I will give you advice that I've been given since those who have known me. Work on your local. Those that involve themselves in politics, work on your local. Create a buffer from federal. Create a buffer on your state and your city to stop the foolishness that's going to come down nationally, federally. You work on a buffer. Why wouldn't you know the people who have access or a say in the very things that affect you, whether you get a school or a jail up the street, whether a strip club or a library is built? You do know they discuss that and plan that zoning and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And while you're asleep and wake up and there's a strip club and a liquor store next to the playground, 
you wondering how it happened, the neighborhood went down. Or you look up and white people are jogging down the damn street. You wonder how that happened. Let me go to the phone lines. I'm sorry, I didn't got here. I didn't even look at my computer. Hold it up for a minute. By the way, you're listening to the People's Black Panther Party. Uh blog talk, man. This is our talk. Let's go to our phone line. Six four seven sixty fifty. Your mic is open. Hey, how you doing? Um I'm good, brother. How about you? I'm doing all right. Good discussion, good comments. Um, I would say you made a comment about, you know, we have to deal with politics because that's how they deal with us. And the the only reason that is is because we haven't gotten together and built an alternative or come up with an alternative way to deal with them. Um, They asked uh, Magic Johnson one time, do you think you could beat Michael Jordan? one-on-one, and Magic Johnson said, no, that's his game. You can't beat a man in his own game, but I can beat, but if you give us five-on-five players, equal players, I think I can take them. I can, my team can take his team. So I think there's a new way to do things. I think because, and I don't know how old you are, is what we've been given. And we see politics, we see they give us um, well, these are the only forms of government you can ever have, communism, socialism, and capitalism. And because we're older and that's how we're taught, that's how our mind is. Our mind is in a box. But I think the younger people are savvy enough and they're technically sound enough to come up with another, other ways of doing things, of innovating on ways of government, innovating on ways of organizing innovating in other ways. And I, and I think we should support them in that, but we should not use the box that our minds are in to slow them down or them from doing that. Uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I agree. I, I absolutely agree. I don't know. I agree with not slowing the youth down. I don't know about uh, history. As I, and some of the things I don't know if I mis, misheard or misunderstanding it. I don't think history is a box. I do believe as black people here, we're going to have to find an alternative to the political system. But I don't think you can find an alternative to a political system if you don't know politics. If you don't know the box you're being held in, you you know, how are you going to create that alternative? If you don't know that you have already people that are uh, denizens, that don't have any rights but are taxed or this – how do you appeal to them? Where do they find their place in your society? Where do you begin your society? What, what is the economics of your society? So there's so much to, while we're building that, how do we live our day-to-day? And what they do is they use politics. I mean, something as simple as putting, you know, a law on the books about jaywalking. In Georgia, they have ridiculous laws on the books that they will slap. They still have a reckless eyeballing law on the book. You can be what? fined or incarcerated for intimid- staring intimidatingly. You know, just ridiculous things that they slide in on us because we snoozing on it. And that's all I'm saying. Right, we have right. to have watchdogs. I don't think we should discourage our brothers and sisters that involve themselves in the political process because we must have watchdogs to make sure that they're not easing these things on us. What I will say, though, is that I am not a reformist. I don't feel like our salvation and solution will be for black people, melanated people over here in America, 
will be found in any form of political system that exists, our economic philosophy that currently exists. It must be unique to us because we are unique people with unique issues uh, coming from a u- unique circumstances. Right. Let me go to right. brother. I appreciate having you on, man. I'm gonna go to the. Uh, let me go to the phone lines again. Oh, oh wait a minute, brother. Let's go to the phone lines again. Peace. Oh, we got you, Carla. Your mic is open. Oh, thank you, brother. Peace. Peace. Uh, what's your name again, good brother? Yango, brother, brother, Chairman Yang and Kroomer. Yeah, brother, you you have me and my wife sitting here rolling, man. <laughs> you had it sitting <laughs> right here on. rolling, and I can tell that you've had uh, a, a vast experience with uh, seeing the changes and also uh, seeing what hasn't changed. Like you said, uh, the less are too evil. Uh, we felt you on that one because that's a that's a brand new concept because this it, it really now this is the most that blacks have paid attention to 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 politics because there's never been any for the better to even have a contrasting concept of the lesser two. <laughs> so I'm I'm telling you on that 100 percent. And uh, right, and it's just like the brother that just called in. He says that there's a different way of appealing and a different way of doing things. And he mentioned technology. It's the perfect model of our potential uh, 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 position that we could be in is. It's almost like Marvel Comics, Wakanda, their whole thing. You know, it's very difficult to get people to come together when there's always a middleman. There's always going to be a middleman because politics makes for middlemen. And when people have career, you know, career politicians, uh, I I don't really think that's a good thing. I think that it should be, you know, you serve the time in that area. And just like you said, that was rang out to me too, is, you know, do something locally. Do, you know, the create the buffer between the attacks from a Fed or the attacks from, you know, uh, um, um, any other municipality or organization that would make unjust laws. And, you know, when you're dealing with an enemy like that, they know exactly how to make unjust laws and cook numbers and, and do all kinds of uh, uh, things to convince and convict people to think a certain way. And and, and, and to me, a lot of people are going to be convinced. And like you said, they're going to ride that train. They're going to be all giddy off of, the, off of the bubble gum. And then, you know, it's just like a pig to slaughter. You give them the bubble gum, you put their head in the harness, and you bash it with a sledgehammer. So it, 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 to me, with him saying yeah. the technological aspect, that's just another means of putting our head in the harness. You know, when it comes to technology, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a barrier because – one, many of us do not have the attention spans to understand what we're doing. It's like the the generation that you're from, brother, and, and I'm going to be as frank as I can, and I hope I don't offend you, but the generation that you're from 
and the generation that the brother, the caller before me was talking about, you're from the generation of you know how things work. He's from the generation, and the generation that he's talking about, rather, is the generation that knows how to work things. You know how things work. They know how to work things. And that, that, that will cause a specific type of divide, a specific type of cognitive dissonance. And if you want to refer to what you're talking about, uh, 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 we can go old school with it, you know, because that, that really is the same tune, the same frequency. It's just the, 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 the poop is changing around. It's trying not to cuss. The poop is changing around. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so the, the fortification of, of what, of, of, of what has made you, you know, what makes you who you are today you, through your experiences, that's the same thing that this brother before me is trying to achieve. But the thing is, we're mm-hmm. still in the arena. We are in the arena. And when you wake up, right on. You, you know, people wake up once. And then, you know, you got to wake up often. And people wake up often, just like you wake up every day. You know, but then, then you got to mm-hmm. realize how many times are we going to wake up and we're going to have our own politics and we're going to do everything that we possibly can do locally, and then the bombs come. How many times are we going to learn that lesson? Or is there a time where we've woken up and we, we wake up often? Is there ever going to be a time where we play sleep? Is there ever going to be a time where we have a certain agenda and that agenda is understood because we have been put in a position where we have no other choice? But as long as there's money involved, there will always be politics because there's representations on those bills, and those bills represent certain people and their possessions and what they want that's novel. But just think of how we would be if we didn't have to worry about food, water, clothing, shelter. Those those things, Absolutely. you know, you, you, you know, you, I know you know for sure, especially when I know that your, your, your parents – have come to from a place where they wake up, they go outside, they pick their breakfast. It's no nothing fresher. They don't know anything about going to the market unless it's for something novel. They don't need to make money mm-hmm. for food or water. They don't need to put a middleman between what they need to survive. To me, the the youth doing the technology thing, that's the middleman. You already mm-hmm. know how to live without mm-hmm. a middleman. You already know how to yeah. do that. You already know the youth don't know that they onto the technology. So perhaps we should play sleep in, 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 in every occasion on whatever level we're on technological, uh, spiritual, uh, 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 um, um, practical hands on the dirt, feet on the ground, local type thing. You know, it, 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 it's, just, it's just a message that I want to add to what you're saying, brother. We got to play sleep. We got to play sleep. Yes, sir. We 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 we've got to have them watchdogs on, man. And I want I like something you said. Yeah, they watchdog. I like how things work and how to work things. You know, and I think that is the cognitive distance. Listen, the brother, you you definitely hit a point. I'm gonna bring the brother back on um, for a few minutes and let the brother open the brother's mic and hear the brother's take. Brother, your mic is open. Okay. Yeah. Share your name with us too, brother. Good point. Good good points from the. What was that? I'm sorry. I was saying, share your name with us. Let's all be family. Oh, Patrick, Patrick, Patrick. Um, and the reason okay. I the, the reason I brought up technology is because I've been in technology for 20 years, mm-hmm. and I think what uh, and I wanted to clarify something. So when I said our minds are in are in a box, 
what I was saying was that we've been taught certain things and we take them as truth. And there's nothing bad necessarily. That's just how it works. When you're educated and indoctrinated into something, that's what you take as truth. Uh, we can't think out of it. So when you look at somebody like um, before, we never had a reusable rocket that you could set up in to space and it would come back down. Part of the rocket would come back down and it would land upright. And when Elon Musk w- wanted to do that, the, the, the scientists at NASA said it couldn't be done. All the physicists, even the, I can't remember the guy, the black physicist was all on TV. You know, you can't do it. You can't do it. You know, the physics don't work, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? Elon Musk did it. Right? So it's, it's, these things, it's all, when you don't live in a box and you don't let people put your mind in a box, it's amazing what you can think of. Now, as far as technology being the middleman, technology is whatever you want it to be. Technology can get rid of the middleman. And here's an example. Before, when you want to send money somewhere, where do you have to go? Like, if you want to send money to me, previous to 2014 or 2012, really, you had to go through a Western Union. You had to go through a bank. You yeah. had to go through some middleman. Yep. Until the 2008 crisis hit, people whose mind were not in a box said, we're going to create a way to send our view of what currency is so that there is no middleman. Now, today, you have that. You have Ethereum, you have Bitcoin, you have literally thousands of other coins that I can send to you without a middleman. I can send value mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. and I can do it through some of the coins, like Monero, totally anonymously. So nobody right. can track our transaction. So what I'm saying is that Technology isn't the middleman. Technology is whatever you want it to be. You think of what you want, and then we figure out a way to do it. Um, As Mm. far as all of our other problems, I think that's the biggest thing that we haven't envisioned, and and I'm not saying an an individual hasn't envisioned, but collectively a group of us haven't envisioned what is it that we want. What do we want? Right. What does it look like? What I, does it feel like? I, Education, entertainment, right. economics, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. What do we want in all those areas, and what does it look like? We have to do that first before we do anything. There has to be vision. I, agree. We can I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Let me, let, let me jump in. I would agree I, with that. I, think, I agree you know, with like you too, bro. Like, at the People's Black Panther Party, we're saying point number one, what do we want? We want freedom. So we say, what does that look like? We're, we're defining freedom as, as this, the right to evolve naturally to the highest potential of human capability without the intentional outside influences of others. We know that as African people, melanated people, the mm. descendants of enslaved and, and indigenous people down here, we are specifically targeted. We're saying as black people, we have to come together on that. I agree with you on the technology. The problem with the technology is, it just integrates us further into systems that already exist. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have a foundation, we're just, and that's what we're saying. We're, we're, as black people, we have to stop being cogs in the machine. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. have trillions of dollars yearly coming out of our community that even though we don't 
have production or we don't have a way to get that money back in our community, we at least could exercise, like I was saying earlier, consumer power. We can say, hey, you know what, McDonald's? So like I said, we can have the white boys fighting amongst themselves. We can tell McDonald's, you know what, as black people, we're not going to spend with y'all. We're going to eat Whoppers. We're going to eat Burger King. And we can have these capitalists fighting amongst themselves for our business. We don't understand. And so even politically, politically, we have blind allegiance to the Democratic Party. When I first got introduced to politics, I was told. I was excited about voting. You know what I'm saying? Because I come from that type of family. So it was like, but I was told. If I don't know who really to vote for, if I haven't really studied that person, because I studied all the major candidates, they said just vote for the Democrat. And later, as I developed as a, uh, as, you know, as a black human being, I'm like, yo, why am I just blindly voting for a Democrat? How does the Democrats just know they got the black vote? They that confident? You know, we we don't vote collectively. Like I said, Kamala Harris, man, was a, a smooth choice for them. A great choice for them. Look at the political. She's a woman. She has some Indian blood. She's going to bring that hospitality money, that Patel money, industry, uh, hospitality industry and gas stations and stuff. And she has the favor of the minorities, you know, and her parents are immigrants. So now the immigrant thing. So all uh, it's, it's, it's all political. Why not black people? Why don't we have anybody for the black? Because we don't back support. We don't have economic power we don't exercise the economic power we have we have it we don't exercise economic power no strength and solidarity union we can't get past the pageantry and the costumery we can show up with the firearms and all that and get the sensationalism but when it comes to moving us in something substantial we just lack the initiative and the, the cohesiveness you know i don't knock our young people for being uh innovative and thinking outside the box but you have to respect and look at the what the box is what's holding the young people. And I don't think young people, they have the luxury to think outside the box because the brothers and sisters that came before, before me that were confined in the even smaller box. See, I have the right now to be on blog talk talking about if I want to vote, if I don't want to vote, calling them crackers. I can talk about them pretty bad if I want to. All of this is at the expense to struggle and the sacrifice of predecessors and ancestors, though now I have the luxury of saying I disagree. I'm like you. You have to understand, I came up in there, I'm 47. My father is probably not as renowned as some Black Panthers, but in this circle, he's known. He's Louisville 7. They was charged with uh, robbing the Kentucky, Kentucky Derby. They was called the Panthers 7. So they were the young people to the Dr. Kings and stuff. They were thinking outside the box. They introduced, you know, when Dr. King was coming in with integrationism and more just black capitalism and the whole thing. They were coming in with revolution, socialism, Marxism, just a whole new profound thought. They thought that they were thinking outside the box. Then we came along, and <laughs> I could have swore I was thinking out of the box with the whole hip-hop movement and the whole more thuggish and more, yo, you know, I brought up the era, the two earring era, the earring in the nose, the back, a little bit more African but hardcore. I thought I was thinking outside the box. And now we have this next generation. But what I, we feel, like the brother was saying, that connectedness, this failing to understand that we literally are footstairs, footstepping the ancestors of the shoulders of the ancestors type of thing that is really real. And until we see our struggle as one continuous struggle, then we can never call it advancements. It's just always restarts in the movement, you know. And and in conclusion to that, 
I would like to say is like you said, um, man, I'm a I'm a part of the Republic, the Provisional Government Republic of New Africa. So that was that was inspired by the teachings of, of Malcolm. So there are groups, you got the UNIA, you got all of these groups of black people that have these visions of nation and things. I like what you said, but we don't know what we want. I think that we do. I think that just at a time where right now we should be practicing, this is my opinion, of course, more black solidarity and black unity, stopping the oppression and suppression and exploitation of black people. And once we start getting a move on that, we can start to address the particulars and specifics. Right now we need, the clamor should be, I don't give a damn about whatever you saying you are, why aren't they, if you're moving politically, why aren't the reprisals for police murdering us great? This should almost be like, if you murder police, it's, a, it's, it's execution. I'm saying we should be elevated to that, to deter the climate in America. We already know what America was built on, the hatred, the genocide of indigenous people, the hatred and enslavement of, of African people. So we know the sentiment. And so even though you pass a law, we know the feeling of America will never change. Therefore, you must have a strict deterrent from these people that have these feelings and a president who is encouraging and stoking the flames. So when you kill one of us, it should automatically be a hate crime. Isn't it a hate crime if you kill a homosexual? It should automatically be a hate crime. The sentence for killing us, the penalty for killing us is too low. There's not a deterrent, even in our own communities, black on black. I know Negroes have been home four times for killing black people. Keep coming home. And instead of we don't throw celebrations when our children go off to college, these, these Negroes, they throw parties when killers come home in our community. I mean, you know, we got some issues to address. But one of the, the, the things I'll say about what creates these issues and this type of mentality is the social, cultural climate. And what dictates that is the politics that address those people. When you criminalize a people, when you put on TV that they are criminal and their behavior is criminal, and the sentiment of America turns towards them and behaves towards them in that manner, then it is what it is. You know, if you people can only take hostility in something for so long, people can only take conditions where they impoverish, but you create a, other alternatives and avenues through drugs, sex, sex trade. You're creating these avenues and alternatives, not providing. We don't have the institutions to create uh, these brilliant black minds. And when we do create these brilliant black minds, we don't have the resources to entice them to come back and give the black community. Big corporations snatch our geniuses. They snatch our people that could come back and build us. And we're not connected enough as a people to take it as a sense of responsibility and obligation to come back and give to our people. So what is killing us is just lack of us seeing us as a people. But this, this show is just about not addressing or participating in any instrument that will grant us a reprieve, a brief respite from the raindrops dropping on us. If my going so much, so they said, they asked me, well, why are you registered to vote, brother? I said, I'm going to tell the truth. And I know this is why they, they never, I never get to be on jury duty. I registered to vote, so they would call me for jury duty. I really did. I hope they would call me for jury duty because I was going to hang me a jury. Oh, he's innocent. Well, brother, we're looking at the camera. He's right. That doesn't look like him to me. You're not going to – I'm going to hang this unjust system up, and I'm going <laughs> to use your system. I'm a registered voter. You see? 
Let's participate in their system. Listen, I done went over my time. I had so much fun with you guys. I went over my time. But I hope Good. next Sunday is my Chiefs show, um, Chief War show. No, it's Big Mama's House. Next Sunday is Big Mama's House, uh, a national director of operations show. Great show. Check it out if you're free on that Sunday. It's entertaining uh, and informative. It's very real, rugged and raw. Check me out. And I'll be on the Sunday after that. You can check me out on Tuesdays, too, with my man Shaka. Check our face page out, People with Black Panther Party. I want to thank everyone for allowing me to spend some time with them on this Sunday. Thank everybody for commenting and, and just coming in and weighing in with their opinion. Hope to catch you next time. With that, I'm going to leave you like I always greet you. And that's all powers to oppress people. African powers. See, I want to go out smooth, and I'm messing my computer's messing up. All powers to oppress people uh, and black power. I fight myself, I fight God to tell me how many burdens left. I fight pain and hurricanes today I wept. I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorstep. Life is living hell, puddles of blood in the street, shooters on top of the building, government aid ain't relief. Earthquake, the body drop, the ground breaks, the poor run with smoke lungs and scar face. Who need a hero? Hero. You need a hero. Look in the mirror, there go your hero. Who on the front lines at ground zero? Hero. My heart don't skip a beat even when hard times bumps the needle. Mass destruction and mass corruption, the souls are suffering men. Clutching on deaf ears again, rapture is coming. It's all prophecy and if I gotta be 